Welcome back to another episode of the Young Buck Bets podcast. I think this is episode 23, maybe episode 4 on YouTube, but who the hell cares? We on this show hit bets and we gamble our lives away. What a weekend it was. It was a crazy weekend in sports. Maybe got to watch some of the greatest sporting events take place of all time. Feel lucky to have watched it. I feel lucky to have money on it. Feel lucky to have won a few. Able to watch every second of the game, live and die with it. Even if I didn't have money on it, I would have lived and died with every game this weekend in all, across a lot of sports. A lot of sports had a lot of good games, but the NFL in particular. It's Wednesday. The mic's hot. The notes are taken. There's a lot to talk about. So let me run through what we're going to talk about here. As you guys know, I always go into two parts. First half, talk about some stuff. Do a little ad. Second half, we give out some picks, talk about what we like for the week, and then we go on and we see you next week. So to start with the um, schedule, I guess, if you call it today, I'm going to do the gambling recap. I'm going to give you a little Toronto Maple Leafs update. A couple things happen. Coach maybe made a couple comments right after I uh, had released the podcast last Wednesday that I want to talk about, that I want to address. I got the divisional round recap coming. Because, like I said, it was one of the greatest weekends in sports, in sports history, this NFL divisional round. I couldn't believe what I was watching half the time. I'm going to talk about the NFL halftime Super Bowl show, or the Super Bowl halftime show. Kind of butchered that. Going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about big topic right now, NFL overtime rule changes. I'll give you my take on it. What I think. Do they need to be changed? I mean, it's a good debate. So I'm going to have it. Then I'm going to give you some picks, make some sense out of the weekend that, or the week, yeah, the, this weekend for the NFL, make some sense of it all. I'll give you some picks before I get out of here. And maybe we'll talk about a couple other things, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, whatever. But as always, let's start with the gambling recap. If you listen to the pod, I named it dog week 2.0. I said, this is a massive week for the dogs. I picked San Francisco. On the spread, I told you that was a very, very safe pick. San Francisco on the spread. If you went money line, I wasn't going to argue with you. We hit on the Bengals money line. We hit on the Rams money line. And in the podcast, I did say, I think the Chiefs are going to win, but my heart may bring me to bet on the Bills. And that's exactly what happened. I bet, like I said, we hit on the Bengals, hit on the Rams. San Francisco spread, I called it. I did call this Chiefs game, but how the hell could you call it, man? I live bet the Bills money line. I put money on the Bills money line. Before the game, I was all over the Bills with my heart. Like I said, my heart wanted me all week long to take the Bills, but my brain was telling me the Chiefs were going to win. Turns out you should listen to your brain more than your heart. Speaking of listening to your brain more than your heart, my prop picks this week, hand up. My prop picks, my game picks were good. Prop picks, brutal. Brutal this week. On Saturday, I think I was 1-5. The only thing I hit on Saturday was the Bengals money line. It was the only thing I had. All my I think I was 1-5, one 1-6 and one and maybe. It was a tough little Saturday for me. It was good football to watch, but it was a tough Saturday for me. It was low-scoring games, not a lot of touchdowns, lots of field goals. So for a guy who bets anytime touchdown scores, it's a little rough there. It's a little rough, especially when you bet anytime touchdown scores that are like plus 200, plus 250, and there's only one touchdown in a game. It ain't going to him 99% of the time. I just thought, 
especially that Bengals Titans game. I thought that was going to kind of be an offensive shootout, but it just wasn't. It just it didn't play up to it. It didn't do it. I don't know. Defenses stood up. I guess Derrick Henry wasn't a factor, just kind of like I thought he wasn't going to be. I don't know. The games on Saturday didn't go the way I thought it was. Sunday was better. Like I said, we hit on the Rams money line. It was pretty good. Hit on a couple prop picks. Did this and that. It was it was an okay weekend, but we turned it around last night. And if you're following all the socials, you saw this. I had a clean sweep, a clean sweep, three and zero in the NHL last night. Hit a parlay plus one forty five with the Penguins puck line and Panthers money line. That's a great parlay to hit plus one forty five. Nailed it. Panthers had the lead. Penguins just kept scoring against the Coyotes. I almost this is a kid show. Relax. Penguins just kept scoring. Got us the puck line cash. I love that one. Over six in the Vegas and Carolina game, it cash. And in the video, I said I wanted to pick, or I picked Sebastian Ajo plus 150 anytime goal scorer. He's going to help us cash the over. He had two goals in the game and he had the seventh goal. Almost like a little prediction there. It really helped us out. So we went 3-0 last night. It was a great night. If you tailed along, which I know I have a couple messages, got a couple people that are tailing the picks, and they seem to be hitting lately when we tail. So I'm happy that we're all making money. We're all cashing bets, and I love getting the messages. I love talking gambling. I love it where it's open and just be like, well, someone will ask me, like, well, what are your picks tonight? And it's almost like they're not expecting Like, no, 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 what do you got? I want to know what you have too because I want to know. I, I might pick it. If I really like it, I might be like, dude, I'm hammering that as well. I'm hammering it with you. Let's ride. Let's have a night. And last night we had a night. The NHL picks are heating up, which is good timing with football coming to an end. The NHL picks heating up. Couldn't ask for better timing, honestly. <laughs> um, staying on the topic of the NHL, let's go to the Leafs update. Like I said, Sheldon Keefe made some comments about his team after they played a game in New York against the Rangers where they just didn't look very good. I think they lost like 6-3 or 7-3. They, they just, I don't know, they just came out flat. They didn't look good. Sheldon Keefe didn't think they looked very good either. He came out in the media, and his comments were exactly, quote, we played soft and purposeless, just kind of played and hoped for the best, end quote. That's strong comments from your coach. Strong comments especially early in the season when your team's actually very good I think they're I mean like they're they seem like they're punching their ticket to the playoffs already they're a great team but I like this from Keith I like this from Keith he sees an issue early in the season and this guy's trying to nip it in the butt early and light a fire under his boys asses and say hey boys this is a problem in game 35 it ain't gonna be a problem in game 82 and in the into the playoffs I'm putting a stop to this right now and, it, and I was kind of shocked because everyone in the media was like, oh, I can't believe Keith said this. These are strong comments from Keith. If you watch the All or Nothing documentary, which was kind of like the 24-7 thing they did with the Leafs last year where they followed them through the season, he seems like he's a hard ass. He has no problem going into the room, screaming and yelling, telling the boys, you guys suck right now. You guys need to be better. He's a hard ass coach. I don't get why everyone was so shocked. He even came out in the media after was like, I wouldn't say anything to you guys that I wouldn't say to my team. I completely believe that. I love these comments. You see a problem with your team early in a season and you nip it in the butt and you say, no, this ain't how we play. This isn't how we're going to win games. So I'm nipping it in the butt early and I'm lighting a fire under these boys' asses. It kind of worked. I went out to Long Island in New York again to play the Islanders. Not a great team, but they beat them 3-1 to one out there. They played all right. They're playing tonight against the Ducks. Got a chance at, for two more points, but they seem to have responded since then. I like the comments by Keith. I like it. I mean, I know there's a there's a lot of talk with the Leafs. Oh, they're like they're a little bit soft, especially the mentality. They don't like getting yelled at. Too bad. 
show up every night and you won't get yelled at. And they know that too. They're a good team. They know how to win games. They just don't have, they, they can't win the playoffs right now, but they know how to win games. They're a good team. They know when Keith says that, they're probably like, he's right. Like, I think Morgan Riley came out and said he's right. Some of these guys, they respect Keith, and he only gets on them when they have problems like that. Like, they're a good team. They can keep winning. They know how to win. I don't understand why Keith has to come out in game 35 and say this, that we're purposeless and soft and blah, 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 blah. That's on the team. That's not on Keith. Good for Keith. I like it. Got a chance at two points tonight versus Anaheim. I think they get it. I think they get the win. Anaheim, once again, they're, they battle, but they're not a great team. I like Leafs tonight. Probably puck line, if you ask me. But now, I have to recap. Like, I have to recap the divisional round weekend. It, it was the best weekend in sports that I can remember watching. All four games ended regulation with a game-winning or game-tying field goal. Obviously, in the Chiefs won, they tied it, went in overtime, whatever. But all four games ended regulation. Like, the last play of the game decided the game in all four games. That is is something you almost never see, especially four in a row like that. It was like, if I was a cat, I have like two lives left from watching these games. I was just losing my mind. There was comebacks, shootouts, great defense, great offense, great performance, like single guy performance. Like there was everything that you could possibly want. If you were like a guy who was maybe like a fringe football fan and you were like, you had a buddy like, hey, come to the bar and watch me this Sunday, Sunday in particular. Come watch these two games, maybe one of them, maybe just the Bills game. We'll go at 6.30, we'll go for some wings, we'll go for some pints, and we'll watch this game. You would be hooked for life. You would be hooked for life. I would assume that's what would be like taking the first hit of meth would be like, where you get that first high and you never find it again. You never find That Bills and Chiefs game was insane. I was standing up in my seat. Uh, my legs were hurting. I was running around the apartment. I was putting out reaction videos. 1.2K uh, views on YouTube for one of the Bills uh, reaction videos. I feel like it's just Bills fans reliving a good moment, watching Josh Allen score that touchdown with 13 seconds left, throwing the fourth one to Gabe Davis. The Bills fans loved it. I posted the reaction. I was losing my mind. By the end of the Sunday, I almost had no voice left. That's what I love, though, watching sports, gambling on sports. You got to have some skin in the game. And when you got some skin in the game, you got to be standing up. You got to be cheering. You got to be right into it. No, no team, no team should get the ball with 13 seconds. I don't care if they had two timeouts. 13 seconds left, down, three. No team should ever have a chance at coming back. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, <laughs> they just do the impossible, man. I feel so bad, like so bad. For Josh Allen. Guy's done everything. Even last year, I think, in the in the uh, division round, he was great during the championship round. Sorry, he was great. And they just can't get by Mahomes. I heard somebody say it. Because I'm spitting everywhere here. I, hear, I heard somebody say it, and they're like, it's tough when you know you have the guy, which is Josh Allen. The Bills have the guy. You can't, you can't dispute that. He is the guy. You, if you pivot away from Allen ever, you're dumb. You have the guy, but you can't beat the guy. You just can't beat the guy. Even earlier this year, it looked like it was going to be the Bills' year. The Chiefs were struggling, struggling. Everyone's like, the Chiefs are dead, dead. You just still can't get by them. You have the number one ranked defense. It implodes. I don't know, man. That's a tough one. So that brings, I'm going to go, I guess, you knew whoever got the ball first was going to win that overtime, which brings me to like, I'm going to go off of, off of uh, schedule here. I'm going to talk about the overtime rules. A lot of people saying they need to be changed. And I will start by saying I could have watched those two teams 
go back and forth all all night long. I would have stayed up till two o'clock in the morning watching those two two teams go back and forth. I would have loved to see the Bills get the ball, get a chance at at, at uh, retaliating, getting a getting a touchdown themselves, pushing it into a different scenario. But I there's a saying in sports. It's been around for. I mean, I'm only. It's been around for way longer than me. Way longer than me. I remember hearing it when I played whatever. Offense wins games. Defense wins championships. That's NFL overtime to a T. Like, I think the winner of that Bills and Chiefs game is winning the Super Bowl. So if the Bills D gets a stop there, you know Josh Allen goes down and scores, and I think they win the championship. You need one stop from the defense. You win the coin toss. You go down and score. Nobody's complaining. No Bills fans are complaining. But, right? Like, I think I heard somebody there, like, it happened to Mahomes a couple years ago. Patriots came back on him late, got the ball in overtime, went down, scored. Mahomes didn't even touch the field. It's, 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 you have to get a stop from your defense. You can't just rely on offense, man. You can't. Not in the NFL, not in the, not in any sports league. You can't just rely on offense to get you through. Offense wins games, defense wins championships. And the problem with the Bills is they have the number one ranked defense coming into this game. Number one ranked defense in the league, and it imploded. And it imploded. All game long. It's not just the overtime. It imploded. They're number one ranked defense. And if that doesn't show you, like, that is a... They didn't deserve the win, I guess. Like, you have the number one ranked defense, and you allow that many points. You allow Kansas City just to come down and score at will. You can't stop them 13 seconds. You can never... Like... Offense wins games. Defense wins championships. I don't think the overtime rules need to be changed. I think they're fine the way they are. I do. I really like in the NHL... How in the regular season, it's it's um, a shootout. And then in uh, postseason, it's just like continuous overtime. I like that. But you can't do that in the NFL. Like, I wouldn't want to see in the regular season two guys line or like a team just line up from the 25, another team line up from the 25, and you just go until someone doesn't score. Like, I don't want that in the regular season. Like, I just, I like the NFL overtime rules. It just, it, it solidifies the NFL kind of mantra of like every single play matters. Every play matters. Especially comes down to overtime. Even the damn coin toss matters. Every play matters. Get a stop, baby. Get a stop. I think the Bills win the Super Bowl. But before I get into the ad, that's all I got for the first half. We'll get into the second half. Before I get into the ad, I got to plug myself here before I plug somebody else. You got to follow my Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, at Dylan Kelly Show, right here on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribing. Make sure you're liking the videos. I post a bunch of shorts. I'm posting pics all the time. I got content coming out the yin-yang. Make sure you're following. I love it. Don't miss out. Let's get into the ad. In a world where gambling picks are being given out and people are paying for them, there is one man, above all, giving picks out for free and hitting at a rapid clip. Who is that man? The Young Buck Bets. Go check him out in theaters, coming to a theater near you. Young Buck Bets. If you're on YouTube, you got a different ad than the podcast. Podcast, keep your eyes open. That movie's going to be in theater soon. YouTube, I wasn't lying. Tom Collins for the second half. Nothing like a Wednesday afternoon, Timmy Collins. Moving on. 
I'm going to get into some picks and stuff like that um, for the weekend. There's only two games in the NFL. I might get into some NHL picks. I'll, I'll get into some gambling picks in a little bit here. I got to talk about this Super Bowl halftime show, the Super Bowl weekend, everything leading up to it. Because it is, not that it wasn't a must-attend event already, it is a 100% must-attend, be there in person, you have to go. Everyone knows about the halftime show. They're making a whole weekend out of this. Friday night, Justin Bieber concert. Saturday night, Drake concert. Halftime show, you get Dr. Dre, Snoop, Eminem, Kendrick, and some R&B singer that I've never heard of that's probably massive. That is some serious, serious entertainment. And on top of that, you get the game. You get the most watched game in sports. I don't know. Imagine just even if you got tickets to go down there just to watch like the Bieber or the Drake concert and you just hung around on Friday. You went downtown. You seen everything. Everyone going off for the Bieber concert. You went to the bars, whatever. You get the hype. Saturday, you maybe go into the Drake concert. You get into, you get to go. Sunday, you get to tailgate the Super Bowl. Go down to a bar. Even if you don't have tickets, go down to a bar, watch the Super Bowl, watch the halftime show from the bar. It would be, that sounds like the greatest weekend of all time. The greatest weekend of all time even like i said like i said it's a must attend event already and they're just upping the ante it almost reminds me of like i'm not a big wrestling guy but i know wrestlemania it's like a whole week it's like if a wrestlemania is on saturday events start on tuesday and people from around the world show up on like monday just to make sure that they're there and they're first in line on tuesday to get in just for when the all the event starts that's what the nfl is doing with the super bowl i I absolutely love that. I think it's it's already an event, but to even make it a bigger event, I like that a lot. Speaking of the Super Bowl, it's four teams looking to punch their tickets this week to the Super Bowl. I know who I think is going to go there. I think it's going to be Chiefs versus Rams. I don't know if that, that ruins anything in terms of picks here, but let's break down the games anyways. The Chiefs and the Bengals. The Chiefs are seven-point favorites, minus 350 on the money line. Bengals plus 265 money line dogs, and the over-under set at 54 and a half. Um, I love the over. I don't know why. I just think that this is, once again, going to be a shootout. Joey B versus Patrick Mahomes. Two really good offenses. Two defenses that are prone to not show up sometimes from week to week, from time to time. I like the over 54 and a half. That's a big, big Number. I know a lot of people are hopping on the Bengals spread here, and I and I don't I don't blame them for it. Seven's a pretty big number, but I, if you are trying to tell me or convince me to bet against the Chiefs, like I, and pick like Bengals money line, I there is zero percent chance I would ever do that. After watching what the Chiefs did to the Bills and watching that game, it, they may never lose a football game. There's zero percent chance that I am going against the Chiefs. Like I said, Burrow versus Mahomes should be a great matchup, which if you have the over, it should be a good matchup to watch. Great. Just like Allen versus Mahomes, it should be a back-and-forth duel. And if you have the over, it's going to be fun to watch. I'm probably going to buy the points down. Like, I'll probably parlay, like, a minus 4.5 or minus 5 with maybe, like, something with the Rams because I like the Rams too. Spoiler. But that's what I'll do. I don't like that 7 number. I like the over 54.5. I, I guess if you want to pick the Bengals plus 7, I'm not going to talk you out of it, but I am going to buy the points. Probably four and a half, minus five, whatever it is for the Chiefs, and parlay it with something. The next game is the 49ers versus the Rams. And this one, I feel like the public is almost split dead down or dead. Whoa. Who? 
what am I trying to say here? The public has the money split down the middle, I'm pretty sure. The last time I looked, the Rams are minus three and a half point favorites, minus 190 on the money line. 49ers plus 160 dogs. They're probably live dogs. They beat them twice already this season. And the over-under is at 46 and a half. Like I said, I just believe it's the Rams time here. I've talked about it a couple weeks in a row from like week 17 on. The Rams are at a point where they have a few people that it's like Super Bowl or bust this season. I honestly think including Matt Stafford. At one point during like week 14 or 15, this guy had six or seven, it seemed like, injury tags. It was chronic back, chronic shoulder, elbow, a foot. Like he was just battling to get through a season and he's always had to do that the later it's gotten his career. This may be one of his last seasons where he's going to produce at this high of a level. Same with Cooper Cup, same with Vaughn Miller. Aaron Donald seems like he's an animal that's going to do this for a long time. But you get what I'm saying here. The addition of Cam Akers changes this offense a little bit. They're starting to run the ball and run the ball with confidence with Cam Akers. He came back right at the right time for these guys. They didn't think they were going to get him back. What a surprise for them. Like I said, I know the 49ers beat the Rams twice already this season. I don't buy into that they're going to beat them a third time. Watching the 49ers, they were poised to go on a big run. I don't have any faith in Jimmy G, man. Like, he just can't do it. Like, he asked everyone, and like, I can point to the stats. He wins games. He does. He just wins games. There's no, there's no arguing what Jimmy G does. He just wins. But at the same point, I trust Matty Stafford and the Rams more than I trust the 49ers here. I like the Rams money line, Rams spread. I'd probably take the Rams money line at minus 190 and pair it with that Chiefs minus five and probably get a plus 140, plus 150, plus 160 parlay. You can't go wrong. That's definitely where I'm going to be at. Plus, I'll, I'm going to be on props. I'll be putting out videos and stuff. So make sure <clears throat> you're watching for those. Those are the only two games in the NFL. NFL is winding down. It's coming to an end, and that's okay because I'm going to pivot into NHL, NBA. March Madness is coming up. March Madness is coming up. You can only imagine the reaction videos that are going to come from some March Madness <laughs> games. Um, I'm going to quickly give my take on like Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Everyone's kind of talking that they think Tom might retire. Tom's going to retire. Even Aaron, after his press conference, everyone's like, ah, he sounds like he might not want to come back and this and that. I think they both come back. They need, Both of them are so competitive, and they were both playing at such a high level. These guys might win one, two. One might win MVP, and one might win runner-up for the MVP this season, and they're both going to retire. I don't really buy it. The one thing I will say is, I guess it's a hot take. It's, a, it's, it's not Tuesday anymore, but it's hot take Wednesday, baby. I think that neither of these quarterbacks will be on the same team that they ended the season on this year. I don't think Tom Brady will be with the Bucs, and I don't think Aaron Rodgers will be with the Packers. Rodgers said it himself. He doesn't want to be in a, a, a part of a rebuild. Tampa Bay's losing a lot of guys. Plus, they were saying with Bruce Arians and everything, apparently there was a lot of inner turmoil within the organization by the end of the season. I, I just don't think they're both going to return to their teams. Rodgers has been doing this kind of yo-yo thing last couple of seasons where you don't know if he's going to go back. You don't know if he's going to retire. You don't know if he's going to request a trade. He held out last season. I think he is gone. I think that was the last dance for the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers, and I think it kind of showed in that press conference. I'll give you a quick prediction. Two quick predictions. Don't think they end up on the same team. Aaron Rodgers. Good fit with the Denver Broncos, I think. That's, that's my prediction. I think Aaron Rodgers goes to the Denver Broncos. Good receiving core. Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton, Javante Williams in the backfield. Okay, defense. 
Denver seems like a pretty good fit for a guy like Aaron Rodgers. And then Tom Brady, if he doesn't go back to the Bucs, like I would say it's 50-50 in my mind, maybe 60-40 that he goes back to the Bucs. But that 40%, I'm going to take it, and I'm going to say, it's tough, but I'm going to say Tom Brady to the San Francisco 49ers. I know they got Trey Lance sitting there waiting, but how is it for Trey Lance to be like, hey, buddy, you're not going to start this year, but you're going to sit behind Tom Brady. You're not sitting behind Joe Blow. You're not sitting behind Jimmy G for another year. It's Tom Brady. Learn from this guy. Watch what he does. Get better. Go to the school of quarterback behind Tom Brady, and you'll be our starter next year. One and done year in San Francisco for Tom Brady. That's what I can see. I can see Brady with the 49ers, Rodgers with the Broncos. I can see it. Those are those are a couple hot takes. I like them. I just don't think they retire. They're too competitive. They're playing at too high of a level. That's all I got in terms of NFL stuff. I'm going to go off the top of my head here. I would go Leafs puck line tonight against the Ducks. If you're looking at goal scorers and stuff like that, Willie Nylander has been a great pick all season long. Mitch Marner's been a good pick lately. He's been streaking. There's a few guys on Anaheim. Trevor Zegers has been decent. I haven't looked to see who's in and out of the lineup, so someone might message me after this and be like, everybody you said's out of the lineup. I don't really know. I haven't followed. I'm just doing this off the top of my head. I would like Le- Leafs puck line, Willie Nylander to score a goal, maybe Marner, maybe Zegers. I have a couple things. I don't know. Maybe, depending what the over-under is, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game today. I think it might be 3-4-1 for the Leafs. So if it's 5.5, 6, I would hit the under in the Leafs game as well. That's all I got. That is all I got. It's a new era here on the Young Buck Bets podcast. We're on YouTube. We're throwing out more videos than ever. Social media is at Dylan Kelly Show. Go give them a follow, like, and subscribe on YouTube. I'll be back next week. And until then, peace.